chapter 20 this chapter is about das kanu's problem solved by kaka's maid servant in this chapter hemat pan describes how das kanu's problem was solved by kaka sahib dikshit's maid servant preliminary god was originally formless he assumed a form for the sake of the bhaktas with the help of maya he played the part of an actor in the big drama of the universe let us remember and visualize shri sai let us go to shirdi and see carefully the program after the noon aarti after the aarti ceremony was over sai used to come out of the masjid and standing on its edge distribute udi to the devotees with very kind gracious and loving looks the bhaktas also got up with equal fervor clasped his feet and had the bliss of udi baba passed handfuls of udi into the palms of the devotees and marked their foreheads with udi with his own hands the love he bore for them in his heart was boundless then he addressed the bhaktas oh ba go home to take your lunch you anna go to your lodgings you bapu enjoy your meal in this way he accosted each and every devotee and sent them home even now you can have the pleasure of these sights if you bring into play your imagination now bringing sai in our mental vision let us meditate on him from his feet upwards to his face prostrating before him humbly lovingly and reverentially isha upanishad Das Kanu once started to write a Marathi commentary on the Isha Upanishad. Let us first give a brief idea of this Upanishad before proceeding further. It is called the Mantropanishad as it is embodied in the mantras of the Vedic Sanhita. It constitutes the last or the 40th chapter of Vaijasaneya Sanhita or the Yajur Veda and it is therefore called the Vaijasaneya Santopanishad. being embodied embodied in vedic sanhitas this is regarded as superior to all other upanishads which are in the brahmayankas and aranyakas that is explanatory treatises on mantras and rituals not only this other upanishads are considered to be commentaries on the truths mentioned briefly in the isha upanishad for instance the biggest of the upanishads that is the brihadranyaka upanishad it is considered by pandit satavalkar to be a running commentary on the isha upanishad professor r d ranadi says the isha upanishad is quite a small upanishad and yet it contains many facts which show an extraordinarily piercing insight within the short compass of 18 verses It gives a valuable metaphysical or mystical description of the atma a description of the ideal stage who stands unruffled in the midst of temptations and sorrows an adumbration of the doctrine or karma yoga as later formulated the most valuable idea that lies at the root of the upanishad is that of the logical synthesis between the two opposites of knowledge and work which are both required according to the upanishad to be annulled in a higher synthesis 
refer page 24 of the constructive survey of the upanishadic philosophy in another place he says that the poetry of the isha upanishad is a co-mixture of moral mystical and metaphysical knowledge from the brief description given above about this upanishad one can see how difficult it is to translate this upanishad in a vernacular language and bring out its exact meaning dasganu translated it in marathi ovi meter that is verse by verse but as he did not comprehend the gist or essence of the upanishad he was not satisfied with his performance on being dissatisfied he consulted some learned men regarding his doubts and difficulties and discussed it with them at great length they did not solve them nor did they give him any rational and satisfactory explanation so dasganu was a little restless over this matter satguru only competent and qualified to explain as we have seen this upanishad is the quintessence of the vedas it is the science of self realization it is the sight or weapon which can rend asunder the bondage of life and death and make us free therefore he thought that he who has himself attained self realization can only give him the true or correct interpretation of the upanishad when nobody could satisfy dasganu he resolved to consult sai baba about this when he got an opportunity to go to shirdi he saw sai baba prostrated himself before him and mentioned his difficulties about the isha upanishad and requested him to give the correct solution sai baba blessed him and said you need not be anxious there is no difficulty about the matter the maid servant of kaka will solve your doubts at vile parle on your way home the people who were present there and heard this thought that baba was joking and said how could an illiterate maid servant solve difficulties of this mystic nature but dasganu thought otherwise he was sure that whatever baba spoke must come true as baba's word was the decree of brahma that is almighty kaka's maid servant fully believing baba's words he left shirdi and came to vile parle a suburb of mumbai and stayed with kaka sahib dikshit there the next day when dasganu was enjoying his morning nap some say when he was engaged in worship he heard a poor girl singing a beautiful song in clear and melodious tone the theme of the song was a crimson colored sari how nice it was how fine was its embroidery how beautiful were its borders etc he liked the song so much that he came out and saw that it was being sung by a young girl the sister of namya who was a servant of kaka sahib the girl was cleaning vessels and had only a torn rag on her person on seeing her impoverished condition and her happy temperament dasganu felt pity for her and when ram bahadur mr mv pradhan gave him a pair of dotas the next day 
he requested him to give a sari to the poor little girl also ra bahadur bought a good chirdi that is a small sari and presented it to her like a starved person getting delicious dishes to eat her joy knew no bounds next day she wore the new sari and out of great joy and merriment whirled and danced around and played fugadi with other girls the following day she kept the new sari in her box at home and came in the old and torn rags but she looked as merry as she was the previous day on seeing this daskan was pity transformed into admiration he thought that the girl being poor had to wear a torn rag but now she had a new sari which she kept in reserve and putting on the old rag strutted herself showing no trace of sorrow or dejection thus he realized that all our feelings of pain and pleasure depend upon the attitude of our mind on thinking deeply over this incident he realized that a man ought to enjoy whatever god has bestowed on him in the firm conviction that he besets everything from all sides and that whatever is bestowed on him by god must be for his good in this particular case the impoverished condition of the poor girl her torn rag and the new sari the donor the donee and the deal were all parts of the lord and pervaded by him here thus ganu got a practical demonstration of the lesson of the upanishad the lesson of contentment with one's own lot with the belief that whatever happens is ordained by god and is ultimately good for us unique method of teaching from the above incident the reader will see that baba's method was unique and varied though baba never left shirdi he sent some to machingrad some to kolapur or solapur for practicing sadhanas to some he appeared in his usual form to some he appeared in waking or dream states day or night and satisfied their desires it is impossible to describe all the methods that baba used in imparting instructions to his bhaktas in this particular case he sent das ganu to vilaypalle where he got his problem solved through the maid servant to those who say that it was not necessary to send away das ganu and that baba could have personally taught him we say that baba followed the right or best course or how else das ganu learn a great lesson that the poor maid servant and her sari were pervaded by the lord now we close the chapter with another beautiful extract about this upanishad the ethics of the isha one of the main features of the isha upanishad is the ethical advice it offers and it is interesting to note that the ethics of the upanishad are definitely based upon the metaphysical position given in it the very opening words of the upanishad tells us that god pervades everything as a corollary from this metaphysical position the ethical advice it offers is that a man ought to enjoy whatever god bestows on him in the firm belief that as he pervades everything whatever is bestowed on him by god must be good it follows naturally that the upanishad 
forbids us from coveting another man's property in fact we are fittingly taught here a lesson of contentment with one's own lot in the belief that whatever happens is divinely ordained and hence it is good for us another moral advice is that man must spend his lifetime always in doing action specifically the karmas enjoyed in the shastras with resignation to his will inactivity according to this in upanishad would be the canker of the soul it is only when a man spends his lifetime in doing actions in this manner that he can hope to attain the ideal of naishkarmya or salvation finally the text goes on to say that a man who sees all beings in the self and sees the self as existing in all beings in fact for whom all beings and everything that exist have become the self how can such a man suffer infatuation what ground would such a man have for grief loathfulness infatuation and grief verily proceed from our not being able to see the atma in all things but a man who realizes the oneness of all things for whom everything has become the self must ipso facto cease to be affected by the common foibles of humanity reference page 169 to 170 of the creative period by messrs bavelkar and ranadi bow to shri sai peace be to all